You are now listening to the Nick's State of Mind podcast, presented by Elite Sports Radio. And now, your hosts, Chip Murphy and Matt Castillo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Nick's State of Mind podcast. As always, I am joined by Chip Murphy, uh, Matt Castillo, and uh, another jam-packed show right here. Is This is the kind of year, or, or the time of the year, I should say, uh, that we start to hear a lot of trade rumors. Of course, the deadline, a little less than a month away. Uh, you know, the All-Star time is about to come up. We'll get into discussions like that. But the next several weeks or so, there's going to be a lot of trade rumors. A lot of guys that are expected to either be shipped out, um, a lot of speculations in general. So a lot of that is just speculations right now. We'll try to kind of sort some things through to see if it's realistic or if it's just noise. And the names that we're hearing right now, and there's several guys on the Knicks roster uh, that are receiving interest from other teams. I mean, we, we can go through the list. There are several players that the Knicks have right now that teams want to bring in and add a little bit depth to their roster. Uh, but where we are going to start is with these two guys. Uh, one that I think everybody at this point would just love to get seed traded. Uh, one that we probably should have traded like two or three years ago. It's just one of those things. Uh, and of course, I'm talking about Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee. Uh, so Chip, I'm going to start with you. What is the latest on what you've been hearing with, with Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee. And out of the two, uh, do you think they're both likely to get traded or more, one is more likely than the other? What are your thoughts behind that? Well, The Athletic reported yesterday that teams are asking the Knicks about both guys, Hardaway and Lee, and the Knicks are obviously interested in moving them, I would think. And But the one... Uh, sticking point seems to be that the Knicks are adamant about not attaching assets to them, meaning like future first round picks or maybe even like a this year's first round pick to uh, be able to move uh, the players, either guy. But it's kind of surprising to me the need to attach like a first round pick to get off Courtney Lee's deal. I think that probably leans more towards getting off Hardaway. But um, I think the the harder player to move would have to be Courtney Lee just because he makes significantly less money. I mean, Hardaway has that dreadful contract. Lee makes Lee makes uh, 12 million this year, but at, uh, and he signed for 12 million more next year, closer to 13, I guess. But Hardaway has what well, I mean, his deal is just outrageous. I mean, he makes 18 million next year. And then he has a player option for nineteen million after that. So if you want to trade, and and he has a trade kicker like Malad, the fifteen percent trade kicker. Right. So if you want to trade for Tim Hardaway, you're going to need to get a contender 
to trade for Tim Hardaway, like a team that's really all in and doesn't care about money. So you got to find a specific kind of team. Um, I think you're going to find a lot of teams interested in a guy like Courtney Lee, but it's also, it, it makes it a little bit difficult that he's only played in 10 games this year. When I was looking at his basketball reference page, I was like, wow, he's played in 10 games. I don't even remember him playing 10 times. I can't remember the last, I had to look up when the last time Courtney Lee's played, played was, it was December uh, 27th. He hasn't played in a month. That's about a while. I I mean, his whole injury status, the whole year has been so weird. He's been really, he's showed how good a dude he is. Courtney Lee's a really good guy. He's been so cool about all this. Like, he's been really good. Like, he could have raised the whole stink like Ennis Cantor did about how, you know, he's Courtney Lee. He's a really good player. He's been really good for the next, like, really good. Like, last year, he, he averaged 12 points a game last year, shot 40% on threes and 45% from the field. And this year, they took him out of the rotation, 92% from the free throw line, and they took him out of the rotation. Like, most guys would be pretty upset after that. <laughs> <laughs> no question but, about it. Yeah, but he hasn't said anything. I, if I'm him, I would be pretty upset if I didn't get, or I would imagine he'd be pretty upset if he didn't get traded. He's probably expecting a trade. That's why he's not getting upset. But um, yeah, Lee would be easier to move, I would think, just because of financial reasons. But Hardaway is the one that you're looking to move, I think. Um, but I think it'll be easier to move Hardaway in the off season. Uh, I think Lee is a guy like when teams are, when you have desperate teams looking to make playoff pushes, they'll be uh, more inclined to take on players and uh, they may be more inclined to take on Lee without the Knicks having to attach a pick to him. Um, So I think Lee, I think Lee will probably be moved, but I think, uh, February 7th is the trade deadline. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is still going to be with the Knicks right. on February 8th. Right. I would be surprised if he were not. And that's that's the thing. When you hear the rumors about Tim Hardaway Jr., you hear reports that there are teams that are interested. Um, of course, you know, it's it's very exciting. You get excited. Uh, but I, I just seen that enough, heard rumors like this enough to know I think it's more rumors at this point. I'm sure there, there's teams that are interested. You know, as we talked before, Tim Hardaway Jr. is is a solid player to have on your roster. It's just, again, once again, that's always brought up, is that terrible contract. So, I mean, I said it last week on the podcast, it's just so painful watching him out there at times. It really is. His shot selection's terrible. Um, you know, we, we've seen a... a, a Faster start to the season from him, but it's kind of gone back to what we're typically used to seeing, where there's a lot of hit or miss from him. And lately, it's been a lot of miss. And it's it's just painful to watch. So I know a lot of Nick fans hate that contract. I know a lot of Nick fans would be thrilled if we could work out a deal. I, just, I agree with you, Chip, that I think it's a little too complicated to move him around the deadline. And I honestly do think the Knicks are stuck with him. Uh, that's just the way it is. Now, Courtney Lee, no question teams are interested. I think there's been teams interested the last couple of years when his name has been on the trading block. Uh, I, I think the problem was that the Knicks, and we heard the reports last year and the year before that, the Knicks were looking to get like a first-round pick with him. 
Uh, and teams obviously didn't value Courtney Lee as worthy of giving up a first-round uh, first pick. This year, because, as you mentioned, he's only played in 10 games, uh, it, it certainly doesn't help his value. Uh, even though teams still have him on the radar, I really do. I really do feel like teams can use him. You know, as you mentioned, just a great teammate, a great team, organizational type player. I mean, he hasn't complained. He hasn't complained one bit about not touching the floor. And and I think he's going to get rewarded because of that. I think the Knicks are probably looking to make a deal. It's not going to be what we were hoping to get, you know, in the last year or two from where we were hoping to give a first-round pick. Of course, nobody's going to give that with him only playing 10 games a season. Uh, the the value of him has certainly diminished because he's not there on the floor and he had the injury to start this season and all that. But I, I think the Knicks can get something. Uh, they could get maybe a future second-round pick, maybe a second-round pick this year, S- something, Some, something for you know just you, you got to move on at this point you're not using them you're trying to play younger guys he can help out another team you're, you're just going to get something I really do feel like Courtney Lee uh is going to get traded at some point and if they don't trade him I don't I don't know they might just release him uh which would I infuriate me I mean I we at least should get something from him so I hope the Knicks do the right thing and let him move on by you know working out a trade. And again, I don't think it's going to be as complicated to work out a trade for him right now because his value has diminished so. Uh, but it would just make me feel so good to see Tim Hardaway Jr. included in some kind of trade. But again, with that contract, if a team is going to take him on, you know you're going to have to take on somebody else's contract. Uh, it's... It's just one of those things. You're not going to see a team to say, yep, uh, we absolutely need Tim Hardaway Jr. He's going to be our guy, and we'll be glad to pay him $18 million. It's just not going to work out. It's too big of a contract to move. So with Courtney Lee, absolutely I think is going to be traded. I think there's there's uh, reports out there that teams are interested, and I believe they are, and I believe that a deal will be done. Now with Tim Hardaway Jr., again, I'm basically calling BS on a lot of these, um, you know, reports that the Knicks could very much well be trading Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, I, there's no doubt that teams would like to have him, but I just don't see any kind of deal really being worked out for him unless if you took another player's contract on, and nobody's going to make a trade for somebody whose contract is expiring in a year anyway, where you're trying to move on from a big deal or anything like that. So I agree with you, Chip, absolutely, 100% think that Tim Hardaway Jr. is still going to be with the Knicks, Uh, and that's kind of sad, kind of sad. It would make me very happy (laughs) to see us finally move on from him in that awful contract, and I'll be honest, I'll be sad to see Courtney Lee go. I I think a lot of Knicks fans love Courtney Lee. Chip, I know you've talked about uh, I love Courtney Lee. You, yeah, love him. absolutely. But this is not one of those things where we're kind of like, ah, we're done with them. It's just it's the right thing yeah. to do at this point. He can help out. He's hard team. not to like. He's hard not to like. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, I think that sticks with teams as well, the way he's handled this whole thing of sitting on the bench watching. And he's been great with the younger players. Courtney Lee could still play and still help out a team. God, I, I, I think so many teams right now that can use a, a knockdown shooter. Like I, I mean, 
I don't. I don't. For example, I, th- I think the Lakers can use another three-point shooter. Give somebody else when LeBron gets healthy, and find a shooter kind of open in the corner or when he attracts that attention. They don't have a whole lot of that. That's one team, for instance. But I, I, Houston would just love them. You Houston right wants in? anybody. Houston yeah. wants anybody. Yeah. I mean, they talk would about love desperate them. teams. What was that? I said, talk about desperate teams. The Lakers and the Rockets. Right. They're looking to add pieces like that where they're not going to have to give up much, but they'll have to give up something. So I definitely do think that there's some value, and I think Courtney Lee can certainly help other teams, not just those two. There's several teams around the league that I think he he, he could certainly help out, and I, I feel pretty confident that a deal uh, will be done at some point from him, I, I, and I kind of hope so. I, I really do. I want to see him play for a contender. Um, you know, right now the Knicks have the second worst record in the league, and he's just sitting on the bench. I still think he can help out a team. It's just, it's unfortunately it's not with us. Well, you got to keep losing. The organization knows that. So it's and and uh, Coach Fisdale knows that it's time to start playing these younger guys and uh, giving them experience, seeing who's going to make it, who's not, who we got to move on from, and all that. And then a veteran guy like Courtney Lee just doesn't fit. So we'll leave it right here. We'll wrap up this first segment. When we come back, Chip, we gotta we gotta talk some sense into uh, some fans here. That's just still I, I don't know how many times we have talked about it and uh, tried to explain it. And there's a lot of fans that get it, uh, and it hasn't been as much craziness as I've seen in the past about things. But there's still quite a few people out there that don't see the big picture, uh, uh, that hear the rumors or, or the report that. Marcus All and Mike Conley are available for trade. And you don't know how many times I've seen some people say that we need to go ahead and try to work out a deal for at least one of those guys. So, Chip, we're going to have to tell them why that, that's just wrong and just dumb. So we'll do that in just a moment when we come back from the short break. You're listening to the Nick State of Mind podcast. Hello, everybody. Mac is still the co-host of the Nick State of Mind podcast and contributor to Elite Sports New York. You can follow me at Twitter at MattyDiesel15 to get my latest articles, videos, and podcasts. Make sure to follow Elite Sports New York's Twitter as well at Elite Sports NY and the rest of Elite Sports New York's social media pages to stay up to date to all the New York sport news. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Nick State of Mind podcast as we alluded to right after that short break. Uh, there was a report yesterday that was saying that the, the Memphis Grizzlies have now made Marcus All, Mike Conley, uh, available. Go ahead, make some offers. Basically, they're looking to kind of rebuild, uh, re- retool a little bit, uh, and of course, you know. And I will say this once again: it wasn't as much as I typically see when any time a player comes available. You know how it is, Chip. Anytime some player supposedly is on the market, it's it's oh, the Knicks need them. The Knicks need them. The Knicks need them. Usually, you see yep. a lot of that. I will say it wasn't a like a huge amount, but there was still quite a bit, especially when I was scrolling through our timeline for the Next State of Mind podcast. By the way, you can follow that at NYKSOM podcast. Uh, you know, I was going through the, the timeline there, and I did see quite a bit, just enough to go, okay, we're going to have to talk about this. Uh, Nick fan saying, Conley's available. Gasol's available. We got to go try ahead, make a move, get one of those guys can really help. Can you imagine Conley running point, 
all these kinds of stuff that I'm reading. Uh, even on Facebook, a couple of guys, you know, ask the question, should we go after one of them, maybe both or no type thing, you know, and look, oh, Chip, we're going to have to teach them. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to have to. We're going to have to. And that's what we try to do here. We try to do that. And I, I think I, I wouldn't even say the majority. I think this is one of the things that uh, is still in the minority, but there's still quite a few people that think that a move like this needs to be done. I think the majority understands it. That's good. That's good. They're starting to see it. Uh, but for those that are still kind of lost and, and just not getting the big picture chip, can you please give them a little bit of a. You know, some words of wisdom here why we should not go anywhere near a trade like that. Words of wisdom. Okay, first of all, uh, Mike Gasol turns 34 next week. Uh, Really not the kind of player you should be trading any sort of assets for, especially when he's coming off the worst season of his career. I mean, he was 42% from the field last year. 17 points a game and his scoring is down even more this year. You know, and he's, his field goal percentage is up slightly, but he's taken fewer shots. He's taken 12 shots a game and he's 15 points a game. He's not, he was an all-star player. He's not an all-star player anymore. Like I said, he turns 34, uh, next week. So he's not the kind of guy that a, well, uh, even our general manager president has proclaimed that we're a rebuilding team. He's not the kind of guy that a rebuilding team uh, trades for, especially when he's making $26 million on a player option. Right. Um, Now, Mike Conley is obviously a better player. He is still 31 years old though. He's not also, uh, he was never really an elite player. Um, Always kind of, outside borderline top 10 point guards. And I'm not even sure he's in the top 10 point guard discussion anymore. Uh, He'd be an upgrade over what the Knicks have now, but uh, he'd also be a huge commitment. I mean, he makes $32 million next year and he has a $34 million uh, player option for the 2021 season. Um, And also he's Mike freaking Conley the Knicks would have to give up probably Frank Nielakina to get him. So at least Nielakina and a pick, I would think. So probably more. The Grizzlies would want, I don't know if they'd ask for Kevin Knox, but they'd want some serious uh, prospects right. for Mike Conley. Yeah. And um, it's just not, like you say, it's not worth it. Like Mike Conley isn't, is a really good player and he'd be an upgrade and, you know, maybe the Knicks, maybe adding him would change things. And if Porzingis were there, maybe him and Porzingis would add a nice element. Maybe they'd make a run at like a seven or an eight seed. But just adding him, like they're not even, they're not going to make a run at an eight seed. I mean, they, they have, no have him and Gasol. Yeah, they have him and Gasol there now in Memphis, and they've lost twelve of their last thirteen games. Right. So yeah. So what's him and him and uh, Luke Cornett gonna look like? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And, and here's the other thing that I think a lot of people have seen to forget: David Fisdale coached both those guys before. 
And it didn't go yeah. well with Marcus All. Um, well, yeah, the Marcus All. They Marcus All obviously would never work, but right. they said he had a good relationship with Conley. But right. Still. But but again, though, the part of the reason that he got fired in Memphis is that him him and I understand that I think Fisdale has said that they they have talked to each other since then and they seem to be good now. But still, they've already had that that not seeing eye to eye thing. It's it wasn't a great relationship when they were player and coach. You mm-hmm. got to think about that, folks. You, you know, forget what they have done in the past. And I think people get wrapped up in, oh, oh, those guys can come in and help us right away. We won 10 games this year. It's over. The season is over. You just have to suck for Zion, as I keep saying. That's it. <laughs> and we got to stop with these Band-Aid quick-fix moves like this. They don't work. That's why we'll be back in the same crappy position that we're always in. The best thing to do is just write it out. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. But sometimes you have to go through times like this to get something going. I mean, sometimes losing really is the best thing for you. And I think people have such a hard time with that because, you know, I guess the pride factor kicks in. You want your team to, to be good. You don't want to be the, the laughing stock. You don't want to be second to last at the bottom right now, just a game ahead of Cleveland for the worst record in the league. But sometimes that's just the way that it's got to be. And honestly, I think it's the best thing for the Knicks. You got to get out of this mindset as, man, we can still make the playoffs. You know, these other teams, like Charlotte's under 500 and they're the eighth seed right now. Like we, we, we're like 10 games back. Those guys, as you just mentioned, guys like that are not going to come in and fix it and make this team any better. It would just put us in a worse situation that we're in down the road. You have to get out of the mindset of, let's grab this guy. This team wants to get rid of this player. Let's grab him. He's better than what we got. Yeah, as you mentioned, Chip, Conley is better than any point guard we got. And Gasol, you know, is still a a solid enough player and could help out. But, again, it's not enough to change your organization and keep – you're gonna. They're gonna start losing their skill set. You mentioned Gasol had one of his worst seasons last year. They're only gonna get worse. They're not getting any better. They're already at the peak of their career. They're already turning out of their prime. You're not. You're not gonna get any long-lasting impact from those guys. Yeah, it might be a little bit more competitive, but we're still not playing for anything. You know, right now, I. I I don't want to see a team that's just good enough to make the playoffs. I want to compete for titles. They're nowhere near that right now. And a move like that doesn't. The only way we're going to get there is we kind of stay on this path that we're on. As difficult as it is, it sucks. We're going to get, you know what? We play Houston in about five minutes as tip off tonight. We're going to lose by 30. We're going to lose. James Harden's going to score 55 points on us tonight. And it sucks. But that is sometimes just the way that it has to be. And I think once you accept this, because it's hard. Me and you, Chip, last year, we sucked. The last year before that, we sucked. But we were still kind of hoping that something, you know, when we got off to those fast starts. Early on, it got to December. You know, early January, we started the struggle. But we were still hoping that we could turn it around and the year might be different and we can compete for a playoff spot. 
so just a year ago, Chip, me and you were both still hoping for something, you know, that we could turn it around and start winning and, and competing at least for a playoff spot. Now, we both did say that being the AC doesn't really get you anywhere. It gets you eliminated in the in the first four games. But, you know, I, I think when you learn to accept that, and understand that this team is so far off from that and that it's not beneficial to be the eighth seed. It's not. You just have to accept the fact that you got to go through some hell to get better. And that's the way it is. That's just the way it is. And um, I hope I hope those fans, you start to realize this. These quick Band-Aid moves will not fix us. It does not work. The Knicks have tried this before. How many, Chip, how many times have we seen the Knicks make a trade or some kind of move to put a Band-Aid on a situation? Has it worked? I mean, am I wrong here? Anybody who hasn't figured it out by now is obviously never going to figure it out. Right. It, I mean, Derrick Rose was a Band-Aid fix. And it, it, oh, was, God. It, was, it was 16 points a game, but we still sucked. It, it just, it, they don't work. And that's uh, that's where I gotta leave it at. Uh, but we got a few more minutes before we wrap up the show, Chip. And uh, you know, I kind of gave my prediction from tonight. But you know, we are taking on Houston tonight. So the time you guys hear it, the game will be done and all that. Obviously, you know what will happen. But Chip, uh, give me some of your thoughts how tonight's game breaks down. A little, give us a few predictions tonight. See if we're correct. Well, Houston, Houston just got whooped by the Sixers on on national TV too. Right. So they're not going to get beat twice in a row. I don't see that happening, especially when that second game is against the Knicks. And Mike D'Antoni, as we know, hates losing to the Knicks, always likes to run up the score against the Knicks. Um, Your prediction of 30 points uh, may not be crazy. I think I see James Harden scoring 40 points pretty easily. I think the Knicks lose by 20. Definitely double digits. It'll be a 20-point loss. Chip, I said 55. Uh, 55. 55. He's going off today. He's on some historic streak right now. He's going off. Yeah, he's he's on a 30-point streak, yeah. Yeah. I I I really do. I think he's going for 50. 55 points. I'll say 50. I know that's crazy, but that's 58 points last week, 57 points last week. He can do it. And as you mentioned, coming off that loss to Philadelphia, I think he has a good game. I think Eric Gordon has a great game tonight. I think Knicks get just walloped. Like it's it's going to be pitiful. It's going to be pitiful. But if you want something to feel better on, just go back and look at the Duke game from last night and see what could be coming. Just saying, just saying. That makes me feel better. <laughs> you know, somebody also tweeted out, and it was such a great tweet that I think Nick fans are actually watching Duke game more Duke games this year than Nick uh, Nick games. I'm like that that's it's so possible. true. It's so true. Well, Jay-Z's wa- Jay-Z's watching uh, Zion. Absolutely. He went to the Pittsburgh game. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants to be I'm telling you if you if you're feeling real bad about it just you know find on the computer some highlights of the Duke game and think okay, that's coming in a few months. It's going to get better. It'll get bit you know it still might not be you know, championship contender right away, but it's starting to head in that direction. You get to play like Barrett or uh, who I want Zion. Even Cam Reddish isn't too bad either. Just saying. I Man, mean, RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett looks brutal at times, though, huh? He is shooting himself right out of that number one pick. He I, takes some 
bad three. He does. Oh, he man. has to learn shot selection. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely has to learn shot selection. Uh, but that's all the time we have today. Uh, we broke down some of the the trade rumors. Tim Hardaway Jr., please, somebody take him. For me. <laughs> just for me. Somebody take him. Sacramento. Sacramento, just do your part. Yeah. Pull a Sacramento, yeah. please. Yeah, do just, it. You guys suck for years. Continue sucking and, and grab him. <laughs> I, that's, just please, just do me this favor. Uh, that's all I ask for. It's not much. It's just take him from us. Uh, Courtney Lee will get dealt. Hopefully he goes to a contender, and I know he'll help them there. We'll have Courtney Lee, yeah. but it's time to move on. And then people, if you're on this, let's get Conley, let's get Gazal, uh, or anybody else that's going to become available. The season's over. Accept it. We just need to suck for Zion. That's it. That's it. It's the same message here each and every week. And we'll be back next week for another episode of the Nick State of Mind podcast. Thanks for listening.